Today, we have a beautiful gospel where we see St. John the Baptist. He calls Jesus two times. He says, Behold the Lamb of God. He says this twice in today's gospel. And we really need to look at these words, Behold the Lamb of God. So these, this title that John the Baptist gives to Jesus is one of the keys that we need to help us understand the Bible, right? This is one of the, one of the greatest things we can understand. What is the Messiah supposed to do? And so he calls him the Lamb of God. And so we ourselves maybe are not used to sacrificing any animals when we do our prayers, but the Jews were very used to sacrificing animals. And maybe some of you are in Iraq, from Iraq, so you're maybe used to animals in the farms being killed, right? We ourselves, you know, where do we buy our meat from? We go to Kroger or somewhere or Dream Market or one of the supermarkets around here. Where do we buy our meat, right? We're not used to that. But the sacrifice of the lamb was very critical. And I had a wonderful experience when I went to Iraq around six, seven years ago. And we went to a village in al and Father Pierre was with me. And I don't know how he got this in his mind. He wanted to sacrifice a lamb. Since the time he got to Iraq, the entire time we were there, illa he had to kill a lamb. This is what he's been looking for. So finally, he saw an opportunity. He's like, yeah, we're going to kill that lamb over there. And, and I was like, oh, why are we doing this? Why is he doing this? Anyways, I, I'm not very, I don't like to see animals being killed. But anyways, that's just, yeah, I don't like to see that. But anyways, so Father Pierre is a hunter and he hunts and he hunts deer and things. So he, he wanted to offer the lamb to the Maserat as a sacrifice. I was like, okay, for sure. And so I saw this lamb. They took one of the lambs. And when I looked at this lamb, you know, Habibi, I'm not going to cry over it. But anyways, this poor lamb, this little lamb, Father Pierre just had to kill you. But anyways, so, so this little lamb, and I'm looking at this lamb, and I, I never, I've never seen anything like this before, so... I see this lamb, and the lamb knows it's going to be sacrificed. It literally knows. I was like, how does it know? It just knows. It's terrified. I was like, this thing knows it's going to be, you know, his day has come. So, so I look at this lamb, and I'm like, how is this lamb like Jesus? I just couldn't stop thinking about Jesus the entire time, just thinking about Jesus. And I see this lamb, and I'm like, Jesus is not like this little lamb. He's nothing like this lamb. He's completely different. This lamb is fighting back. It doesn't want to go to his execution. Jesus is a different kind of lamb. He's like that champion lamb, the little, gentle, pure lamb. He willingly goes to his shearers, to the ones who are going to execute him. He willingly carries his cross like a champion, does not look back, does not open his mouth, and lays down his life. I was like, this is a different kind of lamb. And so in the Old Testament, we really need to understand where is this coming from, this lamb of God. And so Jesus says in the Bible, what is the greatest act of love? He says, there's no greater love than one who lays down his life for one's friends. It's all about sacrifice of yourself to lay down your life. And so very early on in the Bible, in Genesis, this has been God's plan from the very beginning, okay? So when Adam and Eve fell, they fell into sin, 
they became naked, or they saw themselves naked, and they felt shame from their nakedness as before they felt no shame. And so they made fig leaves for themselves as clothing, but God doesn't accept that. He makes them leather garments. Okay, very early on, very strange. God makes them clothing out of leather. Okay, why does he do that? There has to be an animal sacrifice for him to clothe Adam and Eve. So we can see that he's clothing Adam and Eve. He's wiping away their sin through a sacrifice, right, from the very beginning. And so then later on, we have a theme, Abel, Adam and Eve's son, offers a lamb to God, and God accepts it as a sacrifice. And then what happens hundreds of years later, hopefully you know this in the Bible, we should know this if we don't know this, and I know we're playing Bible study today, but it's okay, hopefully you should know this. What did God ask Abraham to do? He said, sacrifice your son Isaac, your only beloved son, sacrifice him to me. And so what does Isaac do? Abraham puts the wood on Isaac's shoulder, shoulders and, and he's walking up the mountain and he knows there's supposed to be a sacrifice and Isaac looks at his dad and he says, where is the lamb? He's like, where's the lamb for the sacrifice? And Abraham looks at his son and he says, God will provide a lamb for us. God will provide a lamb for us. And so he goes up the mountain, and then Isaac lays down, and, and he realizes he is going to be sacrificed, or God stops him. But we see in the story, God, that Isaac is actually not a little boy at this time. He's actually a young man. He doesn't fight his father when his father is about to sacrifice. He's an obedient son, just like Jesus. Jesus carries wood on his shoulders up a mountain. Isaac carries wood on his shoulders up a mountain. And he's his only beloved son, and he's about to be sacrificed. He does not fight back against Abraham, against his father. He's actually silent, obedient lamb, just like Jesus. And Abraham is obedient to God's voice. He's about to sacrifice his son. And then God tells him to stop. And he sees in that moment, you're willing to give me your beloved son. I'm going to give you my beloved son. And so in that moment, we see a ram is tied with thorns. Right there, they see a lamb. I'm sorry, not a lamb. A ram having thorns around it. And they sacrifice that, which is also a symbol for Jesus with the thorns around it. But it's not the lamb. But God looked at Isaac and said, God is going to give us a lamb. So where's the lamb? He still hasn't given us the lamb yet. So he actually prophesied. He's telling a future. God is going to give us a lamb. We're waiting for the lamb. We've always been waiting for that pure lamb. So then hundreds of years go by. The lamb comes up again. If you've heard of the 10 plagues of Egypt, when Moses and the Israelites are slaves in Egypt for hundreds of years, then God has the 10 plagues of Egypt. But in the 10th plague, God told the, the Israelites to do something strange. He said, pick a firstborn lamb, male lamb. It must be pure. It must be unblemished. 
Not a bone of it can be broken. You must sacrifice the lamb and put the blood of the lamb over your houses and you must eat the lamb and if you don't do this, I will take all of your firstborn sons with the Egyptians if you don't do this. So they do this animal sacrifice and the angel of death passes over their houses and he doesn't take their firstborn son. Okay, we need to understand this. What is this all about? God has been preparing the people for hundreds of years, for thousands of years, slowly. He's a master planner, master designer. He's not someone, Jesus doesn't just come out of nowhere and just, St. John the Baptist goes, this is the Lamb of God. They'll be like, why is he a lamb? Why does this, this make no sense? So God has this plan. He is the Lamb of God. And so, Moses and the Israelites, if they don't eat the lamb, they will die. The firstborn son will die. So it's the same thing now. We eat the lamb. When we eat the lamb, what happens to us? We live. And so Jesus is going to fulfill all of that in himself. God has a plan. He has like a 10-step program literally to save you and me. He has a plan. And so this is such a key to understand the Bible. Because sometimes people in some religions say, Jesus is just a prophet. He never died on the cross. Well, if he never died on the cross, then how is he the lamb? What's the point of being the lamb of God? That means you must die. By him being the lamb of God, it means from the very beginning, God is saying, my son is the only person who came into the world to die. This is his mission. By him calling him the Lamb of God means the Messiah is to die, right? And so in Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, not to get too much of the Bible on you, but what does it say in Isaiah? Isaiah talks about the suffering servant who's going to be that perfect lamb who's not going to open his mouth and he's going to go to the slaughter and it describes his death by crucifixion, saying that you will be saved by his stripes, that you will be healed. And so there's a theme in, that progresses in the Bible that God is showing us this perfect lamb who's so obedient, doesn't fight back the cross, and dies gloriously. So it's the same thing. So Jesus doesn't fight the cross. He goes with great joy. It's the same thing for all of us. Once Jesus dies on the cross, and even before that he says, now that I'm dying for you, you must deny yourself daily, pick up your cross, and follow me, right? So Jesus says, I'm walking the way of the cross. Now you are to walk the way of the cross as well. And so how do we receive this lamb? This is so critical. So what happens? Hopefully we know the story. At the, at the Last Supper, we're getting ready for Easter now. What's happening? At the Last Supper... Jesus takes bread and wine and says, this is his body and blood. Why is he doing that? Because the lamb is on the cross. He's sacrificing himself. And now you must eat the lamb to live. Right? Where do we, how do we eat the lamb? He takes the bread and wine. He says, this is my body. He says that this is his flesh. And whoever eats his flesh, he says in John 6, whoever eats his flesh and drinks his blood will live forever. 
So he's fulfilling the manna that fell from the desert. He's fulfilling the lamb. He becomes the fulfillment of the whole Jewish faith, Israelite faith, in himself. And so that is where, this is why when St. John the Baptist says, this is the lamb of God, this is who we've been waiting for. So when Andrew hears him say that, maybe they don't understand it yet, but the Messiah's main mission is to die for you and me. All right, so that was a good Bible study. So just one other thing before I end this. Um, you can see in today's first letter and the second in the letter of St. Paul, there's a theme of obedience, right? Obedience is so important to God that you and me follow the way Jesus lived and are obedient even when we suffer. So Isaac, what happened? He looked at Abraham, says, where's the lamb? And he doesn't fight back. So sometimes when we suffer in life, we're called to pick up our cross, go towards Jesus, and it's that cross that sanctifies our souls. When we fight the crosses in our life, when we don't want to carry our cross, what happens to us? The cross will crush you. The cross will crush you and me. A lot of people who, who don't want to carry their crosses in life what happens? We become miserable. My own cross is in life. If I don't pick up my cross and follow Jesus, what happens to me? The cross crushes me. But when you are like Jesus, you become that champion lamb. You deny yourself. You pick up your cross daily, even if it leads to your death, because, then, because God is showing us, Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God. But Jesus obeys God, the Father, he obeys God, and it shows us this is the way you love God, is by denying yourself, picking up your cross. Adam and Eve failed to love God. Then Jesus shows us this is what it means to love God, is to be like the lamb that's obedient, and even if it means dying for God, we do it. And so if anyone in this church is struggling with any kind of cross, Know that Jesus was the perfect lamb that walked before us, laid down his life, and through him we will have the strength to carry our own cross. Amen.